0: Hello everyone and welcome to the CSET podcast. My name is Alan Selby and I'm your host for season two of the show as we discuss all things high performance. On today's show we welcome Virginie Tremblay. Virginie has a, has been a strength and conditioning coach with Tennis Canada at the National Canadian Tennis Centre in Montreal since 2016. Prior to working with Tennis Canada, Virginie completed her bachelor's in kinesiology followed by a master's in sport physiology from the University of Montreal. Virginie is best known for working with Canadian tennis star Bianca Andreescu since 2018. In that time, Bianca won two master's series titles and a grand slam and finished 2019 ranked number five in the world. Virginie will be presenting at the virtual CSEP uh, 2020 conference later in October. Virginie, thank you for taking the time to speak with us today and welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for inviting me. I'm very happy to be part of this podcast.
0: Yeah, we're looking forward to uh, hearing all about your experiences. So why don't we just start off uh, by you telling us a little bit more about your journey and how you reach the position you're in today. Uh,
1: well, everything started uh, with the sport of tennis. So I, when I was younger, I started playing tennis and it really became a passion and really was my favorite sport. And um, then uh, during uh, my studies in my, um, kinesiology at the University of Montreal, my dream was really to work with, um, with athletes in high performance, but really in any sports. I really didn't mind. But um, so after my master's, I uh, I was very lucky enough to uh, to do an internship of six months at uh, Tennis Canada, and I really, really loved it. Uh, everything went super well. And one year later, uh, so they called me and they said, oh, we have an opening. Uh, would you be interested? So obviously, I was super happy. And uh, so I got the job as a strength and conditioning coach uh, and at the National Tennis Center, and uh, you know, they they gave me a chance. They uh, they saw potential in me, and really, like everybody there, they really helped me grow, and uh, they helped me, you know, develop as a fitness coach. And um, so, yeah, so I started in 2016, and yeah, so the first few years, uh, you know, there was a lot of uh, observation. I was observing a lot, learning. From others, I was assisting a lot uh, with the other fitness coaches. I was really like getting to know the system and the organization and how all the coaches work together so um, with uh, the time, I got you know more and more responsibilities and um, I also started to travel a little bit in tournaments with the players. Um, I was in charge of more things like, you know, training camps, um, tennis certification for tennis coaches and um, presentation for clubs and academy in in Montreal. And then so after a few years, uh, you know, I've kind of found my place in the team and I was gaining more experience and more cre- credibility and you know had good feedback from my peers and obviously this gave me a lot of uh, entrance and uh, this also was uh, like co- coordinated with the time where I started to work with professional players and so this leads me to to now that I work with a professional player and on the WTA, and I also work uh, with junior play- players at the NTC in Montreal.
0: That's great. So you mentioned you uh, you played tennis growing up and it's kind of your background. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I see, you know, me working professional hockey, I see a lot of strength and conditioning coaches who have that hockey background, but also some great ones who never played high-level mm-hmm. hockey at all. Uh, yeah. Do you think that's helped you along the way in terms of, uh, you know, training, professional tennis players having had that background? Uh,
1: In my opinion, yes. I think it uh, really helped me uh, understanding especially um, everything that is related to uh, tennis, like the footwork and, uh, you know, specific drills to like how you want to improve certain things. Um, since I played competitions, I, I also knew uh, how it feels to be on the court when there's pressure, when there's stress, and how uh, to cope with um, yeah stress, like I said. Um, but yeah, for me, it really helped. Uh, but I know that there's obviously uh, a lot of um, a strength and conditioning coach that really have never played the sport and they, they they are very good at analyzing the sport and being able to point out their the requirements for for the sports and this is as a kinesiologist this is the our our main job is to to analyze the sport and identify what are the requirements what does the player need uh, in, or, in order to perform and to succeed in this sport so if you are able to 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 analyze that to know your biomechanics and your uh, anatomy and um, I think yeah I, anybody can be a very good uh, fitness coach but for me in in uh, in uh, my experience being a tennis player really helped yeah
0: yeah so speaking of uh, you know knowing the key performance indicators or what's important to each sport uh, what would you say are some of the KPIs uh, for tennis players?
1: uh well, working also with young players uh really helps because when you're doing for example, testing or recruiting uh you're not just looking uh for the best tennis player you're also looking for a good athlete that is like overall um Complete, I would say. So, yes, there are some uh, objective measures that, that, that you can have, like numbers and data, but uh, there's also uh, some subjective measures, like observables, that um, are very important and that I, I use a lot when I, I watch tennis players. Like, um, for example, uh, it's uh, something that is very important that you're, you could be looking for is uh, there's a few like fundamental movements that are essential and that are the base to be like a good athlete. So, for example, running, uh, being able to run properly, have good running technique, like acceleration, deceleration, braking, change of direction and sliding. Uh, this is something uh, I'm definitely looking for. Uh, being able to to jump properly to throw uh, and to catch and uh, hitting so these are like fundamentals move, movements that I'm really looking for and that if you you already master these uh, these movements you're like the the it, it's actually pretty good for to start with then like the second step is to be able to 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 combine these these movements so for example if you uh, are in the court and you're running and then sliding or if you're um, you're jumping and hitting so you want to com- combine these movements and then in a the third uh level or steps it would be to be able to incorporate all of these fundamental movements in a specific and complex situation just like in tennis like for example in in a match or in uh, in a point you know there's not like everything goes fast there's pressure uh not a lot of the time to react uh, you need to to take a good decision uh so if you're if you're already you have good ground good base uh, with all the, the the fundamental movements it definitely helps another um uh, indicator is also coordination like everything that is related to coordination and agility uh is 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 a, is a key like uh, being able to dissociate right uh, like right right arm left arm right leg like left leg uh change rhythm um Balance, uh, so yeah, so coordination is is very important. So I would say like that these are a few indicators that uh, you want to be looking for. And uh, yes, like I've th- this is a lot of subjective measures, but it really gives us like good information on the potential of of the the, the player.
0: No, I love that answer because uh, you know I've spoken to some people in the past, and and it's great they give kind of the uh data the numbers they look at some of the testing they do but it was really nice to hear kind of the other side of the spectrum too in terms of you know using your coach's eye and looking at that subjective data and not missing the force through the trees right seeing how they are as an overall athlete which uh kind of remind me of uh i don't know if you've read the book range but it talks about roger federer Mm -hmm. in the beginning Mm -hmm. and how he uh was kind of a late specializer in tennis and he played a lot of soccer and how you know having that athletic base really helped him long term
1: yeah for sure we do uh we do see uh in in a lot of the clubs and academies uh some some young players that are some late mature you would see like uh when you do test testing you would see uh on, on on paper like with the objective measures you would see someone that jumps way higher or is way faster or is much better in, in testing but if you just wait a couple of years and you wait for the athlete to develop uh, you would you, you would see that after a few years it's the the early matcher are are, are a little bit behind and the late matcher they they uh, they, they they grow and they they uh, they gain in uh, performance.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, So just a little more general question here. How would you describe your training philosophy?
1: Uh, My training philosophy, it took, uh, it took a few years to really find my uh, philosophy. And, I don't think that i have only one philosophy i think that with time and experience um and also from learning from others i've developed a training philosophy that that's made of of different aspects i would say that first first i, I really, like avoiding hyper specialization in young athletes is is my main too often we see uh, we see young play young athletes that are only unidimensional. the dimensional you know they only can play one sport in 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 my field, it's tennis, but you're gonna see kids that can only uh, hit a ball and that can can only move on on a tennis court but when you bring them out of them, their comfort zone, this is where you see, Ooh, okay. Like maybe we, <laughs> we need to work on some, <clears throat> some things. And, uh, what I truly believe in is really bringing, like I said, bringing the, the athletes out of their comfort zone and to make them more versatile and to, to, to bring them to do different sports and to develop different skills. And, um, so this is something that I really believe in. And, um, uh, another thing is, uh, like I've, I've said earlier, like I really believe in the fundamental movements, like the running, sliding, jumping, throwing, catching. Um, I think that this is the base. I think in any sport, you need to be able to run, jump, catch, throw. Uh, it's, it's really setting up the grounds. And if you're strong and you master all of these, these, these movements as, as a young um, athlete, I think this really, really helps a lot. And um, as um, so working in tennis, uh, I think that what helps also a lot and what I really believe in that I, I incorporate a lot in my work is um, to do a lot of on court session. Uh, and in hockey could be on, on ice sessions, is really to integrate uh, fitness into the tennis or to fitness into soccer or hockey or any, any sport. And I, I really feel that by doing this, not only staying in the gym, it really allows the players to transfer what they learn in the gym and to bring it to, uh, to the court. And by creating uh, tennis-specific drills and similar footwork patterns, uh, and I use a lot when I'm on the court, I use a lot of medicine balls, basketballs, handballs, um, really to, to, um, like, very similar to strokes. And, uh, so we would have like different courts and I would be doing fitness footwork patterns on, on one court. And then right away, they're going to go into tennis. So they, they really transfer, uh, from one court to another. So this is definitely something I truly believe in. And the last thing, uh, in my philosophy is, uh, um, everything related to, um, to injuries, everything related to, uh, Prehab and injury prevention. I think that um, uh, being able to uh, monitor properly the workload uh, for the athletes, and you know, being able to um, uh, monitor the intensity and the, the the rest period is is key. Um, you know, you always have to to adjust, to adapt, and you know, to to determine what is the priority. Is it tennis? Is it fitness? uh because yeah your goal is not to injure your um your, your 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 player and um yeah so everything that is related to um to to injuries is important and that's why like and this comes with also having a very good communication uh within the team so you need to uh everything everybody needs to be on on the same page so the athlete the, the tennis coach the fitness coach the the doctors the physio um, if you have good communication amongst the team, I think that everything that I just said really, really helps a lot.
0: Yeah. Fantastic answer. Thank you for that. Um, so just moving on here, I'm sure a lot of our listeners, you know, want to get to the level you're at working with professional and national level, uh, tennis players. Um, so they're probably curious, you know, what's a typical day in your work life look like?
1: Uh, it's funny because I have kind of two work life. <laughs> I have a work life that is at the national center with the the juniors, and I also have uh, a life when I'm uh, on the road on the tour uh, with professional players. So um, uh, quickly, when I'm uh, in Montreal at the the center, I uh, so from Monday to Friday, I I work with the. Uh, the players. Uh, so they are there from Monday to, like I said, Monday to Friday, and um, it's all day. So like in the morning, I, I would definitely prioritize uh, some like on-court uh, warm-up, doing mobility, dynamic stretches, uh, you know, specific uh, tennis movements, and etc. I could al- also uh, either stay on the court and watch the tennis practice and you know, analyze the movements and or I can also, you know, go uh, go in, 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 the, in the office and work uh, on on my computer and, you know, entering data and in, in, you know, software, working on schedules, uh, doing programs, planifications, all this kind of stuff. We do have also a lot of meetings back uh, back at the center. Um, so yeah. So and in the afternoon also it's uh, the the kids they either do tennis or fitness. So I would also go in the gym in the afternoon. So it's a pretty full day when I'm uh, in Montreal, and when I'm on tour, well, it really depends if I'm uh, in in the tournament or if we are in a period where it's only training. If it's uh, only training, uh, I mean it's. Uh, Waking up early in the morning uh, and, you know, going to, uh, d- depending where we are, uh, you know, doing the, the, the full um, warm-up, uh, tennis practice, fitness. And it also depends. Is, is there two tennis uh, practices? Is there two uh, fitness practices? And also prioritizing. Is there, uh, can I do more fitness or uh, is it more tennis because we are approaching a tournament? um also if 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 the athlete is injured um well there's a lot of rehab to do um so yeah so uh, also if if uh, the last thing that I'm gonna say if if I'm in the tournament and uh for example if the player is uh playing late uh because. The players they 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 can play either early in the morning or they they can play late. So that's why when we are uh, practicing, it's it's important to not only practice in the morning but also to practice in the afternoon or at night. So if you know you have a late match, yeah, uh, you, know, you know the day can be very long and tiring. So you have to really make sure that, uh, you know, you're thinking about everything, about practice, about uh, preparation, about tennis, about uh, eating, about food, uh, The like, are, are you going to take a nap? So, um, yeah, I do also a lot of uh, stretches. So, yeah, so there's plenty of things that I can do uh, uh, on a daily basis. But I would say that my, I'm I consider myself pretty lucky to have, I don't have like a routine. I I would say that my days I either on tour or uh, at the National Center it's uh, never the same. It's never a routine. It's uh, always different and I really like it. So this is would be a a typical uh, day day or days in my life.
0: Yeah, it sounds like a pretty stimulating environment, oh, right? A lot of changing, a lot of things on the go. Definitely, you have to yeah. kind of yeah, be quick on your feet for sure. Today's PDC code word is Fundamentals. Please log into your CSET portal account and use the code word Fundamentals to claim your professional development credits. Um, so you touched on, you know, being on the road in terms of preparing the, helping prepare the athletes for their, their match. Uh, are there any other responsibilities you have on the road as well?
1: Um... I would say when I'm with uh, younger players, uh, it's kind of a multitasking job that you need to have. Like you, you're not only the fitness coach. Uh, you need to uh, to do jobs that, uh, like tasks that normally, for example, a tennis coach would do, or uh, a parent would do, or or uh, so. So yeah, so you, you you really need when you're with younger players, you really need to to make sure that like they they. They are, they are not missing on anything. Like, for example, you book flights, you book hotels, you make sure they wake up at the right time, have breakfast, you know, they have all their equipment. So, so like, when you're with younger players, you they, there's a lot of, uh, like, extracurricular things you need to do. Like, uh, also related to food, you know, you bring them to the restaurant when they're not playing, uh, like, for lunch. And, yeah, there's some entertaining But uh, if if you're with a professional player, um, it's uh, obviously they are more independent. But you need to uh, like it's very important that the player knows that you're there for them. You need uh, life on the road. It's uh, it's it's not always easy. I would say yeah. From the outside, it looks uh, it looks really nice. Like oh wow, you're in uh, all of these nice countries and these these beautiful silly cities, and you can you can visit. But it's not just that. I mean, it's uh th- there's a lot of uh alone time and it can can get lonely cuz uh you're far from your friends, your family. And this is not just for me. This is also f- for the players. And um so that's why that uh, it's important to have a good like support team and for the 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 player like has to know that you're there to support him or her. Um but yeah, so Besides uh, doing my my regular work as a fitness coach, there's also a lot of of other things that uh, you need to do in order to to do a good job in in uh, in on the road
0: yeah I think uh, a lot of people kind of looking in from the outside don't realize you know how many other responsibilities you take on as a fitness coach mm-hmm. or strength and conditioning coach right um So you touched on earlier. You mentioned rehabbing injuries. I just want to know what are some of the most common injuries in tennis and uh, what kind of stuff do you do to help mitigate the risk of these injuries? What type of prehab or rehab type exercises? Mm -hmm. Um,
1: That's a tricky, not tricky question, but like injuries. uh, It in my opinion, it really depends on the type of athletes you're working with. Like, do they, do they, uh, did they have previous injuries? Are, are they more prone to certain type of injuries? Or um, it also depends on the body type of the athletes and um, yeah, like how, how does he play and how, how is he lo- loading different parts of, of their body? So it really depends, but In in my opinion and in my background and with my experience, what I've seen the most uh, are shoulders, knees, and ankles. So these are really like the main three, but I've also seen a lot of lower back, um, abdominals, and adductors. Um, You know, like tennis is uh, really like a sport of big range of motion. So you will be stretched uh, from, from ev- everywhere. Like you, uh, you, uh, you could be running for a ball and sliding and you could see some players like almost doing the split on on the court, or, uh, you could have a very wide ball and you're going to be stretching your arm and you are going to have to be, uh, strong in some, some, some weaker angles, uh, of, Of uh, joints so that's why um, when it comes to injury prevention um, I really put a lot of emphasis on injury prevention Um, and I give like prehab exercises and mobility exercises almost every day and especially in the warm-up like before tennis I really prioritize this moment I think it's a very good moment to do that and uh, like for example, for the shoulders, because this is what I've seen the most, uh, I would give a lot of uh, rotator cuff exercises, like external, internal, uh, into uh, abduction and abduction. So this is definitely everything related to um, rotator cuff. This is number one priorities. Um, strengthening for knees, for, me, for uh, ankles, it's strengthening glutes, Hamstrings, all posterior chain. It's uh, number one priority. Doing a lot of core because uh, you, you will see some uh, some uh, little um, um, tear uh, in abdominals because you know like the players are serving so much and they are stretching their abdominals so much that it's like abdominals. It's uh, are 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 so crucial, very very important. So yeah, on a daily basis, it's uh, something I do uh, with with the like even pro players and um, develop uh, players, and um, yeah, working in big range of motion and strengthening the weaker angles. This is uh, number one priority, and um, yeah, I think this would be my answer. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That was great. Um, So. I've noticed, you know, especially in hockey, I'm sure in other sports as well, uh, obviously monitoring and technology is becoming a bigger, bigger part of our jobs as, you know, strength and conditioning and fitness coaches. Uh, do you guys implement any technology or monitoring uh for your tennis players in terms of, I don't know, workload or biomechanics or anything like that? And if so, what do you guys use?
1: uh yeah well this is uh something that is very important the uh, the workload monitoring um so yeah so we do have uh some some type of uh, equipment that uh, that we're we're using um we're using like a like a software that is um helping us to do uh scheduling and uh planning uh 10 like tennis and fitness uh and we're entering uh like how long are the sessions uh what's the intensity of the sessions uh so we're accumulating uh how many hours the uh the the players are on the court how many hours they are in the gym uh what is the intensity uh on a scale to one to ten um we're also using in the gym uh uh we're using um heart rate monitor this is basic but we are we're using this we're using sometimes um questionnaires uh on well-being uh like uh, also related to to sleep related to um you know their uh also their perception uh their rpe how how do they perceive their their effort during uh either the tennis or fitness um and maybe eventually this is something that uh we uh we we would like to implement is uh, to have maybe some trackers. You know, on um, uh, there's a on the in the business there's a, already a lot of small devices that are. Uh, already used with different sports that you can put on uh, like the player and it tracks down uh, movements it tracks down how many shots uh, you're doing uh, the, the velocity the power like it's it like, it, it, uh, like uh, movements like I said so it tracks down a lot of information and data and um, yeah this is definitely something that would be uh, interesting to to have maybe in the future but as for now this is what uh, we're using but on a like daily basis also we uh we also um uh you know have some uh you know machines that uh, gives us uh, direct feedback uh uh, like some cables, and uh, so we're using this also to uh, to help us uh, to see if there's fatigue, if there's uh, weaknesses, or um, is there progression or regression in 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 the numbers in the data. So. Um, so far, right now, this is what uh, what we're we're using. But uh, I think that uh, in in any sport, I think this is something that uh, it, the monitoring is uh, definitely uh, something extremely important uh, to uh, not only help with the performance but to prevent injuries. Uh, and to help us uh, coaches make better decisions, like, is is it the good time to push the athlete or is it, uh, is it a time now to slow down and to give the athlete some time to rest? Um, so, yeah, so this is uh, for for monitoring.
0: Yeah, that's great. Um, so moving on, I just want to uh, talk a little bit more about you and your career. Um, did you have to overcome any major hurdles to get where you are today? Uh,
1: a few, yes. <laughs> um, so obviously when I um when I started to work in high performance, I was I was young. So I would say that being young uh was one of uh one of the obstacles and I don't really like using the gender card, but I, I would have to say that being a woman in high performance environment was um, not easy, uh, at the beginning. Uh, so being young woman, uh, I would say was at the beginning, uh, not easy. Uh, cause obviously there, there's not a lot of women, like female coaches, uh, in the field. And, um, if you, um, like having like a woman role model, um, I think would have been good, uh, maybe uh, to have this at the at the beginning, to have a woman who would understand uh, some situation that I'm that I'm I was living or you know, help me through certain situations. I think that uh, that would have helped. But I I have to admit that I was very lucky, uh, and I'm still very lucky uh, to have amazing men around me that really believed in me at the beginning and really, uh, helped me find my way in high performance. And, um, I would say, yeah, but right now, like, I don't really feel that this is a, this is a hurdle or this is an obstacle. Um, but yeah, I think that, uh, when I started this, this, the, the, this wasn't easy. It's, uh, it was a little bit, um, Uh, not scary but uh, to uh, to arrive uh, in a domain that uh, it's a man dominant can be intimidating definitely so uh, but no I I think I I have my place now.
0: Yeah I mean I definitely think unfortunately it is a very male-dominated profession um, at least you know Mm -hmm. from my experience Uh, so it's definitely very interesting to see someone you know who is as accomplished as you at such a young age and done so much and how they overcame that. So um, maybe at the end, uh, you'll let our listeners learn more about or get them to uh, know how to connect to you in case they sure. want to ask you any Absolutely. questions and, and feed off your experience. Uh, but a few more questions here for you before we let you go. Um, staying on the whole um, mentor theme, uh, what advice would you give a young strength coach who's look, or a fitness coach looking to do what you do?
1: uh i would say uh for like a young uh, fitness coach uh that i think the number one the most important thing is to listen uh, to to others i think that when you start uh obviously you don't know uh, everything and learning uh, and listening from others it's uh very very important and uh in in uh, a lot of uh, fields and uh you know people try to 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 go too fast and to want to skip steps or uh to be in a, a out of place uh like uh, quickly but uh i think being patient uh in is is very important i, I mean like time time will will tell and if you 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 want to go somewhere and you really believe in yourself you'll you'll get there but um also, um, I know it's, it's not always easy to do this, but, uh, obviously you will have some, uh, crit- criticism, uh, yeah, you will have people telling you that you didn't do a good job or that you shouldn't do this, do that. But to take that criticism positively and to, 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 to take it to, um, to, to be better and to improve, I think that this is like a very, very good advice and, um, you know, working in, in sports, you're always working in a team. So uh, it's important to stay open-minded and to to, to stay humble. Like it, when an athlete, when a player wins, it's not because of you. Like it's because of the team. It's a team effort. So uh, this is uh, very important to keep that in mind. And everybody in the team is important. So, but, uh, but in a team, communication is important. And you always have to be true to yourself. If you have something to say, you say it. But um, I think that, uh, yeah, one last thing is like to, to always be up to date, uh, always continue learning, always uh, staying uh, up to the new technology uh, to, yeah, o- o- always continue uh, improving in, uh, in, in your field, because I think that you, you never stop learning.
0: That's fantastic advice. Uh, Thank you. Uh, So, uh, as I mentioned at the top of the show in your intro, you'll be presenting at the uh, CSEP conference. Uh, What can our listeners, if they uh, end up attending the virtual conference, what can they expect to listen to you speak
1: Um, about? Well, this is, I would say, this is a... A little uh, pre taste <laughs> of what I I I'm gonna say. Obviously, I'm gonna talk a little bit about about my journey, uh, about uh, you know me working uh, at the national tennis federation, uh, working with uh, developmental players, and also working with uh pro players because i think uh, for me it's uh, um it's 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 great in my career to be able to work with both uh because it really gives me perspective and it really helps uh i think i'm a better fitness coach because i'm working not only with younger athletes but also with uh professional athletes so i'm going to talk about the differences between uh working with uh, younger uh, players and pro players um also a little bit about uh my journey as a as a female so i've 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 spoken a a little bit about being a female on in high performance i'm going to talk about it uh, about this and uh yeah definitely also uh uh what it takes to uh to be on the pro tour and yeah i think it's it's gonna be a uh, interesting, we'll, we'll be able to, to discuss, but, um, yeah, I, this is a little bit of a hint of uh, what I'm going to be uh, talking about, uh, during, uh, the conference.
0: Great. Um, so now I'm going to ask some general questions that I ask, uh, some of our guests at the end mm-hmm. of the podcast, um, just to get to know a little bit more about you. So one of them is, uh, what are you curious or passionate about right now and this can be either uh career oriented or just outside of tennis and all that uh kind of extracurricular yeah. so to speak
1: um i would say that what i'm very curious and passionate about right now is um i know it's very difficult because of covid but is um i'm really passionate about right now australia i think that uh uh, yeah, if I could travel right now, I would travel to Australia. But first of all, um, you know, as a strength and conditioning coach, uh, we all know that like uh, Australia is often ahead in terms of sports performance, sports science, and technology, and everything. And this is something that really interests me, and I'm, uh, I'm. So this is definitely a place where eventually I, I would like to go and continue learning and develop my skills and um yeah obviously i i love the culture there i think it's a beautiful country there's the you know the wildlife the nature and uh yeah another little incentive is that uh my boyfriend is australian so i know that uh i will have a, a lot of opportunities in the future to go there and to uh yeah visit and uh to continue um uh, learning, so I would say that yeah, this is not necessarily related to to tennis, but uh, that that country is uh, definitely uh, something that I'm curious about. I've I've only been once uh, for uh, for a tournament, but I didn't really get the chance to to visit. So I would definitely love to take uh, spend more time there and uh, visit, and yeah, into maybe I don't know one day to uh, to study there or work there or who knows
0: yeah great country i spent some time there after my master's uh traveling for about six months and it's it's awesome especially if you like to search it's it's, (laughs) a great great, country for that as well right
1: now with uh, the situation that is going on in the world i think it's gonna take uh, a few months or maybe a few years before uh, i'm able to do this but uh, i'm i'm staying optimistic and hopeful that one day i'll be able to do this
0: yeah here's open sooner than later right um so, do you have any book recommendations for our listeners? And uh, what do you currently well,
1: read? Well, unfortunately, maybe for you and the listeners, they will not like, like my answer because uh, actually, right now, I'm not reading any books. I usually read a lot. Like, I, I love to, to read about uh, athletes and everything, but uh, like biography. But uh, right now I'm a little bit more into uh, sports documentary. I'm uh, I really like uh, like um, you know watching uh, uh, you know how how either coaches or or athletes how how they how they are how they interact how they how they think uh, their mentality. I think it's it's so um, fascinating to to. To see, it, like, you know, in in how how it works in in their head, and you know how they how they deal before competitions or in a tournament or something like that. How they they face adversity, how they deal with it, and how they overcome adversity. I think it's it's uh, it's in, it's it's nice to see, and you know the power of of resilience. This is something that you know it's it's. Uh, out there a lot but you know being able to 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 bounce back you know after for example like in in tennis after losing a match you know like uh, it's or it's you know players sometimes they they define themselves by losing it's like oh like i lost uh, i'm not good or but being able to uh, to take you know losing and to bounce back and to, to take this as a motivation to come back stronger, I think this is incredible. And and in the, some documentaries like of, of very very um, uh, you know legends in the sports, you 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 really see that. And uh, you know like the best athletes uh, and the best players, like wh- how they are able to stay. Uh, at the top you know it's one thing to be able to reach a certain goal or a certain level but to to the biggest challenge is to to stay on top and this is uh, also uh what I say to my my players and the athletes I I work with it's it's one thing to get there but now the biggest challenge is is to stay at uh, the top and to uh to stay the, the best so so yeah so unfortunately I'm yeah. right now not reading but uh definitely uh, i'm sure that some of you uh, have seen uh, a few uh, documentaries and uh, yeah i think that it uh, fascinates a lot of uh, a lot of people and for me it's definitely a uh, um a passion to um to discover and to learn about uh, coaches and athletes so that would be my answer <laughs>
0: I'm sure uh, you yes. caught The Last Dance then, the uh, yeah. 98 bulls. Yeah, it was very interesting to see kind of inside Michael's uh, train of thought and how he would just it's make stuff incredible. up to motivate himself. No, and... like,
1: like, I was fascinated by yeah. by that um, documentary. Like, I would have watched uh, like 10 other episodes. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this <laughs> Yeah, I, I, it was awesome. I really awesome. liked it, and uh, there's a new one right now. It's, uh, it's called The Playbook, and it's uh, about coaches and it's uh, really interesting you you really see like how coaches uh you know interact with their athletes and for for me uh, like uh, as a fitness coach i i really take a lot from from these uh, these coaches and um yeah i'm uh, interested i'm i'm very interested in that but uh yeah maybe eventually i'll go back to reading but right now this is what i'm doing
0: yeah, there's some great ones out there, especially those uh, 30 mm-hmm. for 30s. There's some really interesting ones as well. Um, great. Yeah, so where can our listeners learn more about you or connect with you if, you know, they want to ask you any questions or uh, look to you as a mentor and, and want to, uh, you know, pick your where brain a little bit. Where can
1: they find me? Is that the, the, the question?
0: Yeah. Um,
1: oh, yes. yes yeah, yes.
0: do you have Twitter, uh, Instagram, oh, anything yeah, they could connect do have to Twitter. you with?
1: Uh, I um... I, I can also give you my my email address if you want to uh to uh put it in the link uh in in your podcast but uh yeah definitely people can can reach me if they 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 have questions it's going to be my my pleasure to uh to answer and uh i really hope that with uh the few uh answers of questions i i can I don't know, I inspire other coaches, could be female or, or male, you know, to, to to do what I'm doing and to, you know, um, help people, you know, find their, their their place in high performance because it's it, it's not an easy uh, uh, field. It's, uh, it's really fun, uh, but it's a very competitive business. And uh, obviously there's not a lot of women. So I just uh, really, really wish that in the future we'll see uh, more female coaches, so definitely if, uh, if uh, some people want to reach uh, reach out, uh, it's going to be my pleasure to, to help and to answer and to chat a little bit.
0: Great. Yeah, we'll put the email and yeah. uh, your yeah. Twitter in the uh, show notes. And uh, yeah, thank you very much for coming on the show today. We really I appreciate you taking it. the time. And uh, look forward to hearing more from you at the virtual CSEP conference Yeah, well, thank you very much for month. inviting
1: me. It was very fun. And uh, yeah, definitely in the, in the next, uh, next few days, uh, you'll hear uh, a little bit more about me again.
0: <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that interview with Virginie Tremblay. If you did, please subscribe to our podcast and rate it using whatever streaming service you are listening on. You can also share this podcast with friends, connect with us on social media or by email. If you have ideas for future episodes, topics you want to hear about, the contact links are in the show notes for each episode. Thank you so much again for listening and we'll see you next time.